Welcome back, everyone, into another edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. It's your hosts, Blaine Spencer and Joe Ciccoletti. You know, Joe decided to happen to be busy this past week, so to avoid the mayhem that his fight in Phil's and his winning the series in five and they end up losing in seven wouldn't come into fruition. But, you know, we're I'm here to hold this man accountable. Plus, I was on College Game Day this past weekend, so, you know, I had a blast. So, you know, it's been a good, a little bit of a good weekend for me. Joe, I think you had a good hollow weekend, did you? Yeah, I did. Um, fitting enough, I'm wearing the white sweatshirt because I waved the white flag come game after game six of the Phillies, just like Utah did on Saturday when you were on oh, the field. Oh, don't in do the that. Third oh. So we're just <laughs> waving the white flag all over. Uh, yes, I'm doing well, Blaine. Uh, we are over the hump of the Phillies' loss. Um, it is unbelievable that they even lost that series. It's unbelievable that it got to Game 7. It's unbelievable that it got back to Philly. Um, I was shocked, to say the least. But we, as Philadelphia fans, have accepted defeat. We understand how to take defeat because that's all our city does is lose. That's all we do is lose. We get our expectations up every year, and we lose. So we're used to it. We're built different, Blaine. Are you sure about that? So, AK, they're calling for Bryce Harper's head somewhere. Is that what's happening? AKA, therapist around the Philadelphia <laughs> area is jam-packed schedule right now. You cannot get in. I will tell you that. All right. That's fair. Uh, ironically enough, um, both baseball series ended up being extremely good. And I can confirm I probably only watched, like, not even a combined nine innings between all 14 games. <laughs> well, I will disagree upon that. Uh, I watched a lot on, and I would say almost all of it, of the NLCS. Yeah. Uh, was shocked by the Phillies. Um, I did catch definitely like two or three games of the Astros and the Rangers at the time. Really, really good series back and forth. Mm-hmm. The way team won a lot of them games, which was no, the road team won every game in that series. Fun Is that fact. what it ended up being? Yeah, okay. Road won every game. Yeah, just um, unbelievable stuff. I mean, good for the Rangers. I mean, I'm just glad to not see the Astros be there. Um, That's you know, always just nice. Cheating sandal-wise, they've been there a lot now. I don't need to see that. Um, but, I mean, to all our viewers from the Texas and the Arizona area, uh, it's a pretty boring World Series, to say the least. So, Oh, it's been dud. The game yeah. one was interesting, right? Because Seager hit the game tire of the ninth, and then there was the walk off, right? But uh, by yep. Garcia, and yep. then game two, dud. I mean, game three is right now, and it's a dud. So, not much of a World Series to be hanging your hat on, to say the least, right? Yeah, now. yeah, not. I mean, when the Phillies oh, is lost, this game like, four right now, or game yes, three? game four. Yep, sure. Right, game three was game. a dud. Game four is also a dud at the moment. So, stand corrected. You can see I haven't been watching any of the series. <laughs> yeah, I, when the Phillies went down, I kind of had a feeling games were going to be a little more tougher to watch, especially up here in the Northeast. We just, it's whatever. The Phillies are out of it now at this point. Um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. So, we'll keep it moving. You know what I mean? We'll keep it moving. Yeah, let's not talk about some Utah football. Let's skip that. Let's get that back to the NFL. <laughs> How about this? Before we do get to the NFL, let's stick with another topic. We just had some breaking news here today. James Harden, ex-Philadelphia 76ers, is being traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, going on to the Clippers is P.J. Tucker as well. Uh, coming back to the Sixers was big shot Bob Covington, uh, Nicholas Batum. Um, we got a first-round pick from the Clippers in 2028, a pick mm -hmm. swap. Um, and Marcus Morris, I believe, is coming back home to Philadelphia. So a couple uh, expiring contracts the Sixers acquired, a couple assets in terms of draft picks, and the Clippers get their man, James Harden, to make it a big three in L.A. Blake. What's the thoughts on this? I honestly hate it. For who? I, for the Clippers. I would hate it if you're a Clippers fan. Okay. All right. Why? Because 
I was talking to a couple of my buddies about this, right? And now you have gotten rid of basically your entire bench outside of Ter- Terrence Mann. You are so thin now. You got R- Rocco's going back to Philly. You brought in PJ Tucker. At, not going to lie. Mann is an absolute workhorse on the basketball court when he's on the floor, but you know, he's up there in age. You don't know how much you're going to get night in night out from PJ Tucker on a consistency basis, right? You know, the effort will be there, but you don't know how much production you're going to get. And then out of these three trail trades, the Clippers have pretty much traded the future away with this Paul George Kawhi. They resigned, right? But, and now they signed, but, and now Harden and also, even with Westbrook, right? You've kind of have basically said, this is kind of it for us. Like if we don't win now, we ain't going to win at all. So you've already have two people in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard that cannot stay healthy, right? You're lucky if you can get them 60 games. So you're already having an issue there. Now you're bringing in a guy who you don't even know within a week if he's going to want to be there, that like that is literally a fact. We know vintage James Harden in Houston was an absolute superstar bucket. One of the greatest scorers like in that time period when he was in Houston, right? Like he had record numbers, was on record paces for different things. But now everyone's going to remember him as the guy that cried wolf, the, the boy that cried wolf. I want out. I want out. I want out. He and he's been moved to every situation that he wanted to go to, but he wants out in every situation, right? That's now gonna be his. This is what is gonna be his one, two, fourth team. Fourth team in what three years? Three or four? Yep. I think maybe four. It might be four. Four to five, four to five, but yeah. Four and four years. That is outrageous. Outrageous. And you can say, right, the issues with Brooklyn wasn't really his fault. That was some other things that kind of happened there, and then that kind of blew up, right? But he wasn't, like, the focal point of that until it was more Kyrie as the focal point, and then with the whole Kyrie situation, he didn't want a part of that, right? And then you go to Philly, right? You think that's going to be working. Season one did not look very good, right? Extremely up and down. Yeah, then last year showed glimpses, right? But in a Philadelphia market, you know it better than anyone as a Philadelphia fan, right? If you're not if you're deemed a superstar and you ain't showing the production, the people are going to let you hear it. They will let you know exactly how they feel about you in that moment. So he showed glimpses. He, you, we know he's not going to be that great superstar anymore. He's shown that now. Now there's that he's had that inconsistency in these last couple of years with staying in shape. So you don't know what you're going to get there. He didn't. He took less money, right? The 34 and a half. He didn't try to get that extension, that max, where he could have gotten close to, what, 50 around there, I think. Yeah. And then... Immediately, everything blows up with arguably his best friend in Houston. So what do we not know? That's the real question. That's what I want to know. What is the what happened in these last couple months between Daryl Morey and James Harden for it to get to this point? There's also the part of me, we won't get into that, but I don't think Elton Brand should have lost the job personally, but that's that's a discussion for another day. And now you're moving to the Clippers. And now we've listed off everything, right? You have two superstar guards that can't stay healthy. You have a guy who half the time doesn't want to be there, and you don't know how long he wants to be there for. And he has has had an issue with shape the last couple of years, of getting into real game shape. And then your fourth option is Russell Westbrook, where they, him and Harden had that issue with Houston, and Harden basically said, see you, Russ, get out of here. I don't want you. I want someone else. So where does everything lie? I think this hurts. Now, what is the point of Russell Westbrook? That's my question. Where does he fit in this team? 
because now you have three, four primary ball handlers. Four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if all four of them are going to be on the court, it turns into bad ISO ball. Russ can't shoot, so there's that issue yeah. on him itself. I don't know. I don't like it. I think Philadelphia won the day, even though Philadelphia wanted more, right? Because I think this is just basically the Clippers saying, this is it. This is our year to try and go win it, and hopefully everyone stays healthy, and both all four of our star players average 20 a night. Yeah, I mean, like, I woke up in the morning, saw the trade, you know, I immediately thought, there's got fleas. Like, that's the immediate thought I had. Um we we knew as Sixers fans that we were going to get the shitty end of the stick here, unfortunately. Like that's yeah. what you get when you trade superstars away. It was the same Absolutely. thing happened with the Nets, same thing happened with the Houston. It's just that's just the name of the game when you're trading these superstars away. You never get the return you want back, right? But as long as you can recoup some of that back, you're happy. You know, you make some valid points with the Clippers, right? But like you also gotta put it like this. You potentially have a James Harden, you gotta potentially a Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. You got two very good defenders when healthy. This is all when healthy now. That's a you big if, Joe. That's a I, huge I, if with that team. I agree. But you get two healthier defenders, very good shooters, guys that could take over games. You get James Harden, who has changed his game completely from Houston time. He is not that I got to go score 45 points a game guy. He is now like, I'm going to get, I'm happy with 15 to 18 and I'd rather get 12 assists. And that's right. what he was doing with the Sixers. And and that's why he fits so well here. Um, you know, just unfortunate situation with whatever happened between him and Maury. And, you know, you got to put blame on Maury there, even though it is Harden as well. I get it. Mm-hmm. So you got to put 50-50, unfortunately. So when the Sixers knew that the trade was going to happen, Harden only wanted the Clippers. You're kind of stuck there in a, in a rock and a hard place at that point. Yeah. So – with that being said, when I woke up in the morning, I'm like, wow, we got fleeced. Hours went by, started thinking about it more, started seeing people kind of talking. Do I think the Sixers got fleeced now? No, I, I don't really think they got fleeced. I, you know, I, I regurgitated that back. But I spit out like, yeah, I'm still not happy with the trade because it's all going to rely on Daryl Morey once again having assets and trying to piece together this team to now have three superstars, right? So from a Sixers perspective, you you just gave me the insight on the Clippers. I'll give you from the Sixers perspective here, right? The addition of Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris. It's great for our bench because it adds to the wings. However, I don't see I, I don't see two two or three of these guys, if not three or three of these guys, on this team come February or March when the trade deadline is because they're expiring contracts and they'll be on their way out just to match contract. However, now the positive side of this is your assets. That first round pick in 2028 could be extremely valuable because the Clippers are going to probably be terrible at that point. In addition, you got a pick swap in 2029. So getting those picks, hopefully pounding them out. But what are you going to get back for the Sixers? What it comes down to. What are you getting back? Because you need a superstar because right now this team, yes, they have bench now, but they are not built to beat Milwaukee Bucks and they are not built to beat the Boston Celtics. That's where we're at right now. You also, again, this trade, and again, another reason why they need to make a move. This team does not have a true point guard on this team still. Still Mm -hmm. does not have a true point guard on this team. Um, And you are now asking for Tobias Harris to play the four. He cannot play the four. He is barely a three, (laughs) but if he's going to play four, it's a small ball four, and it, it it just doesn't work here right now. Um. But, you know, you got to have, I guess, some faith in Daryl Morey come February when the trade deadline's around. Hopefully he gets it sooner rather than later. You know, we've heard rumors of a, a Zach Levine potentially coming here. That's great. Does it put the team over Boston and Milwaukee? I don't think so. But, I mean, wh- I guess what else are you going to get um, in terms of that? And then everyone, and last but not least, everyone's talking about, well, you know, you're going to have 60, 65 million dollars um, in cap space. You'll know you'll be able to sign a, um, you know, a max, potentially two. Da, 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 da. I go, OK. I said, did you look at the free agents, though? And they'll be and they think like, oh, well, there's going to be all these people come out. I go, yeah, 
about eight of them are player options and a lot of them are older folks. So I mm-hmm. don't know if they're going to want to take the player option. I'm opting out, but the best one that's not a player option is coming from your own team, which is Tyrese Maxey. So what, what are, the, the cap number at 60 million doesn't mean anything to me because you have to already sign right. Tyrese Maxey back. Right. Um, so yeah, I, you know, to, to re-say it again, did I think we got fleeced? No. Am I happy though? No. I'm very in the middle and it's just going to depend on the future. And as we know, the Sixers are, usually the future does not work out the way it is. Right. So. Does this now become basically a make it or break it year for Tyrese Maxey for you guys? Or make it or be- break it for what? For whether or not he's going to be that piece to go alongside Embiid, to be that that other option. If now, because now it's or or does this just become more of a year to see how they can kind of coincide with one another? I don't think it's a make or break at all for Tyrese Maxey. I think Tyrese Maxey will be on this team for many many years to come. Truthfully enough, I think they will probably be building around Tyrese Maxey for the next couple of years instead of Joel Embiid. If this actually, like if this trade that Daryl Morey potentially will do, if it really turns bad, I could potentially see Joel getting traded in the next two years That at that point and then start building around Tyrese Maxey. I mean, Tyrese Maxey looks like he is um, progressing into like a superstar at this point. Um, you know, even just in these last three games, he's been averaging, I think, over 28, 27 points a game. He's having, you know, six, seven assists. He's almost taking over that point guard role mm-hmm. and he has improved every year. I don't think it, the make or break of them working together. I think they can work together. Sure. No questions about it. Um, especially just because the, um, the improvement that we saw from year one to year two was incredible enough. But, you know, now the improvement we're going to see from last year to this year could be even better. It could be exponential. It could be an all-star form. It could be an all-pro or, you know, all-NBA team form for, you know, all we know. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but I don't, I wouldn't say no, it's not a make or break for Tyrese Maxey at all. All right. All right. I just was curious as, as a 76er guy. Yeah, no, we're, we're pretty locked in on Tyrese. We love Tyrese here. All right. Do um, the clip, are the, do the, do the, just a quick yes or no. Do the Clippers make the Western conference final? Yes or no? No, I agree. No, I, as well. I mean, I still think it's Denver. And I still, and truthfully enough, I think it's the Suns will still they'll, they'll be. I have Denver and Phoenix. Yeah, I'd still put the Warriors ahead of them too. I still have Clippers as the fourth best team after that trade. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like after the Suns, after the after the top two, there's a drop off. I will say that. Unless, unless the Grizzlies like return and Jaw's going to figure himself out. I could see them potentially. The Grizzlies are already in trouble now. Correct. They, they might they, be. They might be out of it by the time Jaw gets back. Yeah. Yeah. They're. I think what own four saw own five. Um. Yeah. No. But I agree. Like it's just the top two, and then there's a there's a drop off. Um. You know, you still got to consider the Lakers there as well with AD and LeBron. It's just like what you have to do. Um. But yeah. Yeah. No. I. I don't think they make it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Good. All right, let's jump gears. Let's talk some football, huh? Yeah. Real, some of the some of the reasons why we we do this podcast, talk some NFL. Let's uh look at some week 8 scores. Um last Thursday night the Buffalo Bills took care of business over the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, an interesting kind of a game, 24-18. I kind of thought that this game would be a lot more uh maybe more high scoring. It wasn't really that to say the least. It wasn't Kind of a funky Thursday night game, but Bills kind of took care of business. Josh Allen looked okay, didn't really do too much, kind of reeled himself in. It's kind of been a hit or miss week to week for Josh Allen. And, you know, my favorite NFL player of all time, Baker Mayfield, takes another L, so we love to see that. Um, uh, Eagles, Commanders, um, as a Commanders fan, I just want to throw up a little bit because – we see glimpses of this team and then we see and we just can't figure out how to win. I've been telling my buddies this. We are a three and five football team where we should be at the worst right now, five and three. We should be five and three at the worst. And yet 
we've lost to arguably two of the worst teams in football in those and them the Bears and the New York football giants. <laughs> and then we could have beaten Philly both times. It'd be so yeah. good. I, yeah. I I don't want to talk commanders, but and now we've traded yeah. on. We'll talk about that more about later, what we ended up doing today, but yeah, no, nah, just just to go back to both those games there, the Bucks Bills game. Um, yeah, Bucks had a Bucks had a chance to get. They did. Hail Mary, Chris Yo, Godwin. Chris Godwin had a shot. My fantasy team would have absolutely killed it this week if Chris Godwin makes that play. <laughs> he had a shot. Uh, probably should have been called PI. It's never though going to be called PI. Um, and and the Bucks could have probably would have won that game. Truthfully enough, he catches that they win that game. It's. They're 24 24. They need an extra point. Hopefully it goes through. Um, but yeah, your Eagles and, and, and the Eagles and Commanders, though, uh, Sam Howe looked great. I mean, Sam Howe was slinging the rock. He yeah. looks good against that Eagles defense for some reason. I don't know what it is. Um, and they were kind of able to hold, um, they were able to hold Jalen a little bit in check, especially the first couple quarters. Um, and then all of a sudden, AJ Brown just, AJ I don't Brown know what. AJ Brown just basically said, I'm, Trying to be, it's me or Tyree Kill is the best wide receiver on the planet. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that catch in the end zone was uh was top notch up there. Great Gross. catch. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're the Commanders play the Eagles well. I don't know what it is. The Eagles score a lot of points on them, and so does the Commanders. But yeah. they, I don't know what it is. They just play it well. Um, but yeah, good. You know, good fall game. You know, in the end, it's it's still an L though in the column, unfortunately. But yeah. you know, you got to build off of it. Um, let's talk about the battle in New York here, huh? Sloppy oh, game. Nobody wanted to watch it. It wasn't fun to watch until the, until about a minute left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Giants, you know, pump the ball. It's like thirty seconds, twenty seconds left, or twenty-four, something, of that something like that. Twenty-four. Chet, Zach Wilson gets himself working, works down the field, gets a field goal, spots it up, field goal's good. They're heading to overtime. Right before that, I text him on a Jets fan, buddy. I go, are we dead? And he's like, dead in the water here, buddy. We're done. <laughs> and then he, and then all of a sudden, I turn the game back on. They're going to line up for a field goal. And I go, did, did somebody do CPR in you? Back to life. Kicks a field goal, makes it, goes to overtime. Giants couldn't pass the ball with the the Italian stallion who ate the gobble ghoul on the side. Couldn't he could couldn't pass the ball at all? So Zach Wilson comes down, only had to go 20, 30 yards, and he did it. He did it. Lines up a field goal. Jets are sitting at what three and three, four and three right now. Four and three, bro. Rogers supposed to come back. Yo, did you see that little video warm up? Man, was looking a little nimble. Are we? Is the Jets getting their hopes up a little bit? That's 100%, the question. 100%. Wow. I mean. Honestly, right now, they're a playoff team with Zach Wilson at quarterback. So just, just think about that. Right now, like, they are going to probably be a – they're going to somehow sneak in with Zach Wilson. And then if you're really smart, you don't play Aaron. But, you know, the city of New York loves to fabricate and create – so much little noise. I always want get up's always the best because Mike Greenberg will open the show. He won't even talk about the game about the Jets. He's like, Do you see Aaron Rodgers warm up? You see Aaron Rodgers warm up? He coming back. He coming back. <laughs> the way it would, would not surprise me. Yeah. Nice little game there. Um that game. Yeah, besides that, don't even lie, other... bro. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Um, besides that, a lot of the other one o'clock games were a little bit more on the dutter side, except I guess the, uh, fortunately I had, I watched this game was the Falcons, the Titans game. Will Levis absolutely balled out the Kentucky university, Kentucky native and ex Penn state quarterback, um, absolutely torched the Atlanta Falcons secondary Desmond Ritter gets yanked, a.k.a. concussion. Yeah, okay. Yanked. Cleared protocol. I said, no, 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 no. For ex-commander Taylor Heineke. Let's go. Um, comes in, lets it, leads the team a little bit here and there. Almost uh, comes back to uh, try to avenge the rough first half. Um, ends up losing. Titans win 28-23. Will Levis's first win of his career. Blade, I don't know if you watched this game at all. 
man was he slinging was, the ball. He was slinging the rock. He, 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 he literally said, where number 10 at? Exactly. He, he said, he's the first quarterback in Tennessee and that's so far that said, I'm just going to get DeAndre Hopkins a chance. Yep. And then let's go from there. Yep. Yep. It was, uh, it was unbelievable. Like people were talking to me like, Oh, like, you know, why Ritter get pulled? Did he look that bad? Blah, 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 blah. I go, I, there's a lot of blame to be put on Ritter. There's blame to put on Arthur Smith because the play calling was terrible in the first half. Awful. Um, but then there's also blame to be put on our secondary that they had two bombs. One was an offensive pass interference. The other the one, one the like, first one was offensive PI by Hop, and Terrell was never going to get that call. The second one clear. He was wide open. Like that one's like, yeah, you got burnt. Like man, what the heck happened? Um. But, yeah, man, I mean, it is what it is. Good win by the Titans to pull that out. Um, Falcons in at 4-4. Four four. This, this NFC South division's horrific right now. You know, yeah. I don't know who's going to win that, right? Like, the Bucks are yeah. falling off. The Saints are winning against barely against bad teams. The Falcons look good one week. They look horrific the other week. So, who knows? Who wants this division? I, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I think – the NFC South, I think now, like I thought the I was, I think I was leaning Bucks, but now I've got it. I think I'm leaning Saints. Just after these last couple of weeks, I think this division's gonna be back and forth, week in, week out. You're gonna see these teams remind me of a lot of like how you kind of described it, very Jekyll and Hyde-ish. You don't know which version of them you're gonna get on a week to week basis. Yeah, it reminds me of the NFC East, like, what, five to eight years ago when somebody sneaks in at, like, eight and eight, and you're like, they should not be in. There's, like, right. four teams that are, like, ten and six right now. They should they should be in over them. It's like, well, it's what it is. It's division winners, right? Exactly. Uh, that's what that's what these teams are going to be. So. Yo, that's what yeah. Tutty, though, by Levis. You see that one off the back foot through across his body? It's a, not That was the one that didn't go to D-Hop. Probably, you know, I was just drawling in my sorrows at that point. That's just terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah good for I mean, kind of disappointing though that they had Nashville really booed Malik Willis every time he touched on the field, though. A little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. messed up. <laughs> yeah, a little bit uh, messed up. He played like five snaps and got booed on all five. <laughs> Other big news at one o'clock um, was I think it was the first time ever the number one, number two, and number three overall was playing in the same game. That's unbelievable. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stat there. Awful um, football game. Don't even say that. That's a great stat. Awful football game. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> exciting. I honestly thought the Texans were gonna like kind of put it to Carolina a little bit. So did I. But yeah, it reversed. Panthers actually looked. Bryce Young time. gets it off the Schneid. Yeah, he was like, I just got to play against CJ Stroud. I know, I know how to beat Ohio State guys. Um, yeah, so good win by the Panthers there. And then we came around at four o'clock games. Um, well, not... let's talk actually before you go. Before you go to four o'clock, yeah. Thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings now with Kirk Cousins out for the year with a torn Achilles? Well, I think they should pack it in, but they didn't. After today's trade, we'll talk about that, but. Um, yeah, I, I thought they should pack it in um, once Kirk went down. But I, I mean, I had some like if Kirk stayed healthy, like they I'm were like, gonna oh, they man. were gonna sneak in. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you got a really good shot now because you got to think like I'm not big on the Packers really at all. Um, so with the Packers, like they lost the Packers, then you got to just play Packers in Chicago. You got to beat them out. Um, the NFCs, you already know the Cowboys are gonna be in, so that's the already Bears in. Are in. And the birds are in. So, like, but I'm talking about wild card spots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wild card spots, like, you know, your Dallas is taking up one of them, and Seattle's probably taking up the other one. The NFC South sucks. So, like, you, there's one for the taking. Yeah. Like, you had a really, I mean, you still got a really good shot to get in as the seventh seed now. Um, but with Kirkley, I'm like, all right, like, Jefferson will come back now. Like, right. Steve's going to be, Steve's going to be all right. Well, boom, torn Achilles. Out for the year now. Got to feel See bad for the guy. Um, and I even give the guy credit. I saw today um, that, or was it yesterday maybe, they had like a trick-or-treat, like I guess on the uh, field. And like he was actually there. Like 
as well, like in a cart and like guys were going around. He, he was giving out treats. He was signing stuff for people. Like he was literally there, like still doing the trick That's or treat. Awesome. Um, so kudos to Kurt. I mean, Kurt character wise was never a question. Uh, it was just him in prime time, and that was the only question we ever had. But um, but yeah, no tough loss for them. Um, but you know, with their new quarterback, you know, we'll get into it. Um, they might they might be okay. I don't That's know. That's fair. That's fair. So. All right, let's go. Now let's jump to fourth there. I just want to get your thoughts on the cousin situation. I agree, yeah. though. I think the Vikings should Vikings should tank now, but that yeah, yeah. Um, Seattle sneaks out a win over the Cleveland Browns and the the PJ Walker Browns actually. Little last second pass by Geno to Jackson Smith. The Seattle Seahawks are now leading the NFC West because the San Francisco 49ers have hit a slump. They are now 0-3. The Cincinnati Bengals went into the Bay and said, we're back, baby. We're all the way back. Exactly my point, though. Before (laughs) we continue on with San Fran, let's talk about the Bengals. What did I say here three weeks to almost four weeks, maybe five weeks ago, when everyone was down the Bengals, oh, they're done. That's it. Joe Burrow's done. Sit out, Joe Burrow. He needs another week to get healthy. They're done. They're still done. I said, this is the typical Cincinnati Bengals. They come out the (laughs) gate stumbling, and then all of a sudden they're like, all right, guys, let's turn it on this last 10 weeks of the season here. What do we know? What's the record now? Four and three? Is that what it is? Four and three? Four and three. Right on the Ravens' neck. Right back they are. Right back, and now look at them. They're in. They're in a stride. Yeah, this offense. This is peak Pope. Cincinnati right now. Hope. Um, but yeah, Niners. Perfect time for a buy for them. They oh, they goodness. need to get them. Yeah, they need to get themselves figured out. They need to get themselves healthy. They need to get CMC back, feeling good. They need to get Debo back, feeling good. Trent Williams needs a break. Give him a break. Let him cuss up, come back. Brock Purdy, you cannot get your head hit again or you're going to be like Tua last year. So they yeah. got to take it easy with that. Um, but they'll be all right. They just got a nice little addition in a trade. They'll be looking good. They'll be looking good. I'm not worried about the Niners at all. If I was actually you, I'd head to your uh, favorite sports book and maybe hammer them to win the NFC right now. So. While the odds are absolutely rising because they've lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. Pepper so. the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think the Niners, they have shown that Brock Purdy misses Debo Samuel a lot more than people realize. They The stats don't lie. I think I can't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it's, some, it's like He's like at seventy percent plus with with all of their weapons, and right now he's pushing like under just under sixty percent, like huge point differentials and completion percentage. And teams are now dropping eight in coverage on this team. They're basically daring Brock Purdy's arm to beat them because he was thrown with so much anticipation. The ball was out early. It was short, quick, medium-sized passes. Now he's got to hold the ball longer. And Brock Purdy is not known for his arm talent, right? So those windows that were open are no longer open. He's forcing the ball. And now the turnovers are caught up with him these last couple weeks, especially with Minnesota and Cincy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. So tough loss, but good time for the bye for them. Yeah. To hopefully figure stuff out, turn it that around. Buffalo Cincy game gonna be money now on Sunday night. You got that right. Um other big kind of surprise, Chiefs losing to the Broncos. No, he was Pat was sick. Leave him alone. Uh yeah, Pat had the flu, not feeling well. It was just snowing there. Uh we were expecting a big snow game. There was no snow, it was disappointing as always. But Broncos hitting a little bit of stride here. What's this? Two straight now for them? Maybe it three. Is. It's two. Two in a row. Two in a row. Maybe the strides hit. Maybe they maybe may they're on there by now. So let's and they and they were a team that everyone thought was gonna sell, and they didn't sell this week. 
and didn't sell at all. Jerry Judy was waiting for the phone call today, didn't get anything. So Steve Smith and him are still going to beef it out in Denver. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing else to note. Ravens pulled out against Cardinals. Not a really big surprise there. No. Ravens will dominate that game, even though the score seems a little bit closer than what it is. Um, Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night sucked. <laughs> Sunday night, note was this. Justin Herbert probably had one of his best games of his career. He's playing the Bears. Does that even count as a game? I understand, but he finally had like one of the best games of his career. And Austin Eckler looks like he's finally come back to sorts, yep. which is good for them and the Chargers. Um, but yeah, there's nothing else really to note there. I mean, the Bears just suck and, and the Bears it's be... suck. How about the Jameer Gibbs show though last night? Jameer Gibbs, incredible, incredible performance. Went, I think, over 175, 180, 180 yards, yeah. Scrimmage yards wise, looked great. Sam Laporta looked great last night. Um, Typical Jared Goff type of game, just move the ball up and down the field for Detroit. Numbers don't really say anything that how it really was, but and, and then Jimmy some, G missed Devontae Adams twice. Twice. For TDs. And Devontae left early pissed off. I was Wait. talking to somebody today. How How did he not force himself out today? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how the Raiders are like still franchise. They're terrible. Like <laughs> they are horrific. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine and I go, the Raiders just should have sold everything today. Like should have sold their picks, should have sold their players, should have sold their franchise, should have sold the stadium, just sold it all. I don't know where it was going. They should just sold it all. But you're t- like, their record is horrific. Like, I don't know how the record's three and five right now. It doesn't make any sense to it doesn't. me. But your offensive line is terrible. Terrible. One of the worst in the league. Your, your quarterback is terrible and cannot stay healthy. Probably it's going to be one of the worst signings that you've had over the last 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. You still have a terrible head coach that you need to move on from now at this point, okay? You're missing out on Devontae Adams. You're missing out on Josh Jacobs. You don't know how to use Hunter Renfro now all of a sudden. You don't know how to use Michael Meyer, who's coming out as one of the best tight ends this year. Still don't know how to use him. Your secondary is god-awful, and the only positive thing on your defense is Max Crosby. Yep. You have, as a Raider fan, I feel bad for you, but I hate to say, you got five to seven more years of terrible football play in your future. Oh, without question. That's what it is. Because here's your problem you can go into the draft with as many picks as you want, but you can't hit on a single pick. That's the issue. It's because they're always looking for the guy who runs sub 4 4 in the first round. It's unbelievable. It's a cycle. Like, if I was them, like, from the GM, and I watched last night's game, and the Lions are, like, an up-and-coming team. The Lions manhandled you. The score might not show it, but the Lions kind of manhandled you. Lions should have won that game by 25. Agreed. You have to look at the team and go, this team isn't it. I – how – how can like you gotta look and go? Can we compete with the Ravens? No. Can we compete with the Bengals? No. Can we compete with the Chiefs? No. Like to move on. Like that's it. Yeah. It's time. You gotta sell it. Sell Josh Jacobs. See how much you can get for him. Sell Devontae Adams. See how much you can get for him. You know, I, I guess if you want to keep your rookies, fine. Like that's fine because you know, hopefully, three to four, three, four, five years from now, you're hopefully right. turned around. At that point, they'll still be there. You know, but like I would even have sold Max Crosby today. Like, what could you have gotten for Max Crosby? You probably could have got a lot. Um, like, and they're the worst team in their own division. Don't even think about. It. Don't even forget that. Yep, they got three teams better than. But you already said Kansas City, but Chargers and Denver, I would say, are, would put over them, even though the Raiders beat Denver right week one. But yep, they just like they don't look like a good football team at all. Yeah. 
and I think their wins have been what against the Patriots, who they don't they do not look like a good football team as well. Um, I, I would they have beat to Denver. Okay, and then and Denver looked like a terrible football team, and they beat Green they Bay. Played. Green Bay, three bad oh, football shit. teams. The problem is, is that they have the Giants and the Jets the next two weeks. This team could play two awful football games again and be five and five. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, just not good stuff for them. They need to like move on. But, but they also lost. The Bears blew them out. By yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's get into the trade deadline today. I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go through them. We'll 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 talk about them. Let me get through them. All right, before okay. I get a reaction. All right. So, couple small ones that happened was the uh, Lions ended up adding a former Brown at the time, now Donovan People Jones, for a six round pick. Uh, Minnesota Vikings ended up trading uh, Urs Cleveland to the uh, Jaguars guard uh, to help protect Trevor Lawrence. I think it was a good pickup. Uh, like we said, Kirk Cousins, torn Achilles after the year. Well, the Vikings uh, heard the news about Arizona and reached out and picked up Josh Dobbs as a quarterback for them now. Um, as well, the Packers sold Rasul Douglas to the Bills. Good pickup for them with Tredavious White after the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully replaced as them, them there. Um, and the Washington Commanders were a big selling team today. First news of the day, the shocker right off the bat, Montez Sweat to the Bears of all places. A bad team to another bad team for a second-round pick. But they weren't done just yet. They go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got rid of one defensive end. We'll get rid of a second one. Chase Young, the former number two overall pick, is going to the 49ers of all places for a third-round pick. And ladies and gentlemen, we have right here a Washington Commanders fan that we can speak to directly about how he feels about this. Would you like to give us some insight, sir? No, but, you know, here we are. Um, I texted you this. This is like verbatim when he was when the young traded went down. I literally said, I want to throw up because. (laughs) We literally threw, I get it. I knew we weren't going to be able to keep both of them if you're looking at it from a money perspective, right? Because we had already paid Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne the money. Those two were the are easily the two dogs out of the four of them on the offensive line based off of production and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, all right, we'll trade one of them. And I saw Montez Sweat get traded. Honestly, didn't really hate it. Because he went from one shitty team to another shitty team. But good to Montez. The man, the Bears are going to throw him a lot of money. There's but that. also on the flip side of that, like you getting Montez Sweat for potentially like 35, 35th overall second round, I actually is it's a solid deal, I actually thought. Fair value. Absolutely yeah. fair value. Absolutely. Top pick in the second round is a really good deal. No. So, and I think. A lot of this was that we didn't want the conditional third rounder. We'd rather make sure we get a better pick, especially with we knew we were going to probably get more out of Sweat than out of Young because of Young's health, right? So you knew Sweat, you were going to get more, so you take advantage of anything that was going to be better than a third round pick. It goes to a team that arguably has the worst pass rush in football right now in Chicago. But so I don't I didn't mind that. So I was like, all right, we'll keep Chase. That's no problem with that. And then I see the freaking trade there. We trade him away to the the team that's gonna probably represent the, the team out of the NFC. The San Francisco 49ers. Like Joe said, hammer the 49ers now. <laughs> um for a third rounder. Which, and I'm just like the third round value based off of his health is fair, right? The man can't stay on the field. You probably weren't going to get anything better than that. But I'm just, I'm distraught. I really am. Like when it comes to this football team, I really thought that we were going to be something else. And you could tell that 
yes, Sunday's loss was the final nail in the coffin of how we were going to move forward. So I think now you're now in that mode of basically saying, all right, we're basically going to throw out there who we have and kind of go from there and we'll really evaluate next year. That's what it's going to kind of look like. We already know that there's already telltale signs in Washington that change is coming. Don't be surprised if there's a head coaching change now at the end of this year now, too. Absolutely. Um, this, is basically sign this basically signifies rebuild. But I want to cry. You know, I'm very disappointed. We had the, arguably the best. Nope, you wait. <laughs> you, I are, We arguably had the best pass rush in football two years ago. Or, yeah, I think two years ago, yeah. two or three years yeah. ago. Yeah, and now, and now it has officially blown up. So, okay, you can have it now. Flip side of this, Sam Fran, John Lynch. What a move for this guy! So, man's, hear me man's out. Innov man's innovative when it comes to these tread deadline moves. Hear me out on this, right? You now have a front four of Bosa, Armstead, Hardgrave, and now Chase Young. It's disgusting. Stacked front four. However, trades the third round away. But if Chase Young, they don't re-sign him, he leaves. He gets back a conditional third rounder. Yeah, because of because of the because of the rookie deal clause. Yep. Isn't that unbelievable? I so mean, he, yeah. No but, harm, no foul. He gets nothing out of it. He loses yeah, nothing. Like, okay, he might he might move back a little bit because San Fran's still gonna be you know, pretty good team. So the third rounder would be right. uh, late anyway. And the conditionals are kind of after that. So, like, you know, it's not going to be that much of a difference. But, like, you get, you know, Chase Young now the number two, number three pass rusher on the team. Um, so you're, he's not going to get double at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was just a hell of a deal by him. Like, I was like, wow. Like, I, I was kind of so reading smart. in on that. So smart. Great deal. Absolutely great deal by him. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the other trade, um, besides the two the Buffalo, the Buffalo trade was the real one that caught my eye out of all of those. Russell Douglas? Okay. I like that one. I actually I, I forgot the name, the one actually I was really intrigued about, which was the uh Leonard Williams to Seattle. Uh, from the Giants. I forgot that's about that. All, one. That's all no, you're right. I totally forgot about the Williams deal. You're right. That happened, I think, the day prior, not today. Right. Trade so that by. I didn't. Yeah. That, and the same right. with the sweat from the Eagles to the Falcons. Yeah. There were a couple that were yesterday. But I think the Leonard Williams from Seattle one is going to be a really, really good pickup for them. Proves their defensive line, helps out. And, uh, you know, both the uh, NFC West team, San Fran, and Seattle trying to beep off the uh, D line to, uh, you know, maybe get some pressure on that quarterback on the other right. side. So two solid deals um, from there. And the Josh Dobbs with uh, with Kirk. You know, I still think now with Dobbs, like, it gives Minnesota, I guess, a hope. A, a half a chance. Half a chance. And like, oh, like, all right, now at least we got a veteran quarterback that can play. I guess. I'm surprised they didn't go for Brissett from Washington. I felt like he would have been a quarterback that people would have. I thought Cleveland would maybe trade for him back, honestly. I think they're just content with P.J. Walker and what he's done. So I think that was the yeah, reason fair. why. So, um, but, yeah, no, all around, you know, some uh, decent trades. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. He was like, yeah, like there's going to be a lot of big trades today. You know, this was uh, yesterday prior to this. It was a and, very mellow day. Yeah, I'm like, look, man. I'm like, to me, like, the NFL trade deadline, it, like, isn't really anything crazy. Like, you're going to probably get, like, I don't know, five to eight, nine, maybe ten trades. Three of them are just going to be like, ah, whatever. Five of them are going to be like, ah, all right, it's good for the other team. And then there's going to be, like, one or two that's like, oh, all right. Where it's not nothing like the NBA, where, like, the NBA is just like, Boom, 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 boom. Like, all of a sudden, like, four o'clock hits, and you're like, yo, there was, like, eight trades that just came through. This. Yeah, it's because they don't really trade picks as often. It's a lot of players. Yeah. So it looks bigger, right? So more people involved, multiple team trades. The NFL doesn't really do that. So yep. so a lot different. But, uh, yeah, nice little trade, you know, because 
you always hear rumors about the big names in the NFL, but it never happens. The NBA, when you hear the rumors of like the bigger names, are, some, eh, some, know. some Bruin. Yeah, like some's got like for instance. Oh, here we go. Blades on a fire department now. Um, so like for instance, the NFL, you had the big names I kept hearing was all right. Derrick Henry could potentially be on the move. Devontae Adams could then potentially be on the move. I even heard Aaron Donald could be on the move, and I'm like, right. What? The? No, Aaron. We Donald's all know all be this lies. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, just a lot of that. A lot of. Uh, smoke up front, I guess, from the GM trying to get something out of it, but it never happened. So, What is one trade that you have liked to have seen today that didn't happen? Who would uh, you like to have seen get moved that didn't get moved? Realistically? Or what I would have hoped? Both. I'll, get, I'll let you do both. Realistically, I would have loved to see Jalen Johnson out of Chicago, and I wish he would have went to San Fran. That would have been gross. Because Sam Fran, like, uh, the Chase Young trades, like, it just makes their D-line even more dirtier. But, like, they didn't really need They it. need secondary help. Correct. Like, Jalen Johnson would have, I think, took that secondary over the top and they would have actually had a true quarterback because he's playing like a true quarterback one right now right. in Chicago. He's playing out of his mind. That would have been my realistic. Like, that's that, that should have happened. Now, the hypothetical, the Falcons should have traded for Kyler Murray. Wow. Yeah. What a blow on the internet. I don't hate that. But the Falcons should trade him for Kyler Murray, and here's my reasoning why. I talked to another another fellow Falcons fan. I said, why don't we trade for Kyler? He goes, well, he goes, he's coming off the ACL injury. He's a running quarterback. We don't know how he's going to do it. I go, isn't that the best time to do it, though? Because you're getting him at a bargain. Yep. You're getting him at a discount. You're probably getting him at his lowest price point right now. Mm-hmm. I know he signed the deal, right? He signed the deal away. But I was kind of looking at the contract this year and next year. Like his dead cap hit, it's high, of course. But I think it's the 2025-2026 season. Right. His dead cap is only like $30 million, so he definitely drops significantly down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and another buddy asked me, he goes, all right, like, what would you have traded for him? I go, well, I mean, obviously, it's a first, you're going to have to give a first rounder. I get that. So probably would have been first round, and then some picks to add up maybe to another first rounder I would have done. Probably wouldn't have given them another first rounder. It just would have been a first and maybe like third and a and a fourth or a, th- a second and a fifth or something like that. But I mean, Kyler I think would have fit this team perfectly. I mean, Kyler's only like a year older than Desmond Ritter right now. Right. Um, you know, I think he would have fit this team perfectly. Uh, he would have been behind a good old line. He would have um, had some decent weapons around him. I would have just loved to see him with Bijan back there as well. So, yeah, I, I, a little unrealistic one that probably was probably won't happen. Maybe it happens draft day, but that's about it. And the mm. other one would be in, like, dra- this is a draft day hypothetical with the Falcons, but they could trade for fields too if they want. So and Bring him home to the ATL. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because Chicago and Arizona – are looking to probably have the one or two pick. And then right? you're contemplating, do you take Caleb Williams? Do you take Caleb Williams and do you, do you take uh, May from UNC? Right. So, you know, they're most likely going to go one, two, or three between probably Marvin Harrison as well. Um, maybe Harrison falls, maybe an edge rusher or tackle comes up. A couple of good tackles come out as well this year. Um, so, you know, that's the case. So, you know, it's – it. There's going to be some tough decisions for franchises in the Cardinals and Vikings with, are we going to move on from the quarterback that we have? Right. And they're going to be asking for a slight discount then, and maybe this is when the Falcons swoop in, and that's why I brought up Kyler, you know? So that's the reason why. I like How it. I yourself? like it. How about yourself there, buddy? For me? Revert back to Chase Young trick. <laughs> I would have – from a commander's perspective, I really didn't think that there was anything that I think we could have done to make a move. Sure. Actually, I I wouldn't have hated if Buffalo was really serious about trading Kyir Elam. I wouldn't have hated bringing him in. Okay, makes sense. Our secondary, we've already benched Forbes. We need cornerback help. 
We've already benched Emmanuel Forbes. Uh-huh. And Benjamin St. Juice is not the number two corner on that team. Let's be honest. So sure. sure. And with Forbes struggling, we needed probably someone on the opposite end that can go on the other side of Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller also, I think, on an expiring contract. So it would have been nice to try and figure out a guy in the secondary. But sure. how about realistically? I mean, we knew that was, you know. Realistically, I would have probably would have liked to see. I feel like realistically, Devonte should have gotten out, and he should have went to. Um, this one's kind of a little bit out of left field, though. I feel like Devonte should have been traded to. They my teams. I have I had three teams that he was going to. So go ahead. You had three. Yeah, go ahead. I want to see if you get a name because my one was out of left field, and uh, I think I think Buffalo should have throw through the kitchen oh, sink no. to go get Devonte. Okay, all right. And then the yeah. other, t- the team out of left field would be him going in the division to KC. I don't consider that left field. Like they they need a wide receiver, like a true wide receiver one. So like that was my one and my three, but my left field one. What's your left field one? I had a left field and a right field, but my left field one is Dallas. That's not – I think that's eh, – I don't know about that. I think, honestly, another one would have been Jacksonville. No, I got too many down there. They got way mean? too many. But yeah, then he wouldn't have had to go on far because my right field one was Sam Fran. Debo's hurt a lot, but Debo's a slot guy. Could you imagine I, you, uh, and Devontae Adams on the outside? Samuel in the slot. Wow. That would have been electric. Honestly, I was kind of waiting for the Chargers to try and trade for him. Yeah, another one. Yeah, we'll just take we'll just go six wide receivers deep. We'll just take a fourth offensive lineman off the field. There you go. There you go. Um I will let's take a look at uh week nine real quick. Um, Let's do a quick run through before we wrap up here. Uh big game. Sunday, 425, the Cowboys take on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Um, Blaine, I hate to tell you, the Eagles win this game. The division's wrapped up at that point. I think that's a fair assessment. I don't think that's an outlandish statement at all. I appreciate that. Just wanted to put that out there. Um, this This is the start of the Eagles gauntlet for them. Agreed. Agreed. They go... Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks. I think they so can get a, five. That, you I go think three they get five three, wins. You go no, three. I think they can You get think five. they're going to go five and one in that six-game stretch? Yep, I think they can go five and one. Who are they losing to? Five. I don't know yet. Haven't decided. <laughs> All right, fair. Um, other big one, we got a Germany game this week. Dolphins versus Chiefs, 9.30 a.m. That is... Kyrie um, going for two fifty against his former team. Book probably, it. probably so. And as long as Travis Kelsey goes for one seventy five and two TDs, I'll be even happier. So, um, other big games Sunday one o'clock: Seattle versus the Ravens in Baltimore. Sneaky game, sneaky game. I think the Ravens pulled that out. Baltimore is like a six and a half point favorite. Take, really, that's a lot. Take, take the Hawks. That's a lot of points right there. A lot of points right there. Um, Blaine also said it earlier, big-time game, Giants versus Raiders, going to be a – no, I'm just kidding, folks. 820 is when you should really tune in. <laughs> Sunday, November 5th, Bills-Bengals, the recap of uh, the potential game of last year that got canceled due to the DeMar Hamlin situation. Um, but a recap, Bills-Bengals. Blaine, who do you like there? Bills or Bengals here? It's in Cincy, right? It's in Cincinnati. Bengals. Yes, sir. The, taking the Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals. Bengals win it. Bengals are hot. They're going to stay hot. Give me the stay, Bengals as well. Stay hot. And then uh, we all finish it out Monday night. Chargers again getting some primetime games. Good for them. Chargers taking on the Jets. Um, yeah, couldn't, tell you, couldn't, couldn't tell you which version of either team you're going to get on Monday. You got that damn right. I will tell you that. It's like 
my my gut. That game might be 10-7 or 31-28. You really yeah. don't know what you're gonna get. If it's 31-28, Chargers are winning that game. If it's 10-7, though, the Jets are winning that game. I'll tell you. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but like my guts tell me the Chargers, but my mind's telling me, well, a West Coast team has to travel east. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Jets should win this game. I don't really know which way to go. Um, but some big time games this week. I'm excited for this week. A lot to look forward to in terms of the NFL world. So, um, besides that, that's all we got, folks. Big day in sports. Big week in sports. Make sure you tune in to the World Series. Make sure you tune in to the NFL. Make sure you tune in to NBA. Also, NBA's back. I'm a Warriors fan again, baby. My basketball's back. Tell you what, big fan of Victor Wembyam, and I'm. It's fun to watch him play. I will yeah, say that he. It is something to watch. It is a spectacle. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I can't wait for him to come out to the Jazz. I am going. Absolutely, I would go too if I were you. Um, yeah, so a lot to lot to tune in. A lot of sports are here, so we're. It's a good time. Good time to be and uh, happy Halloween to folks as well. Because today is Halloween when we are recording. So happy Halloween to folks. Hope you wore your best clown suit because i know we always wear the clown suit when we're on here so as always folks that's just you you got that damn right as always folks good talking to everyone here stay tuned in for next week or check us out next week because we will be back for sure so all right folks have a good one.